There he is. There he is. What's up, my man? What's up, player? How you doing, C-Rose? I am doing great. I got to tell I am doing extra great today on this playoff edition of Baseball Today, presented to you by our good friends at Dugout Mugs. We'll tell you why you should do your holiday shopping today momentarily, but I'll tell you why. I've got the whole Rose family unit. We are back together. My oldest son, Josh, drove home yesterday. He's going to hang out with us for a few days before he officially turns 21 on Monday. So that's cool. That is really cool. Happy birthday to Josh. Good-looking dude, might I add. Yeah, he's uh, he's got it going. He's got it going in a few areas. So thank you. Yeah, he's, Don't be jealous. Don't be jealous. I am jealous. I am je I'm not even so sure he's mine. i got to be honest with you. I, I, we, we haven't done the DNA swab, but I love him like he's mine. So that's all that matters. That's all that matters. So, all right, let's get it going here. Uh, World Series tied at a game apiece. Nothing super dramatic happened in games one and two in Houston. We hope that changes after a travel day for game three back in Atlanta. Uh, so, for me, what is your biggest question as the series now shifts to Atlanta for games three, four, and five? I think it's which rookie steps up tonight. Because these guys, there's a lot riding on this start. You know, for the Astros, um, they're probably going to have to go some sort of a pen game tomorrow with Grinky and maybe Odo. So uh, Garcia needs to give them some links so they can save that pen for that game. But more specifically, I think it matters most uh, for Ion Anderson and the Braves here because they have to go bullpen game four and five. So if, if Ion can give them some length here, that's really going to help their chances out. Uh, for those next two games. I, I I am thinking, because Atlanta has to get 20 innings out of uh -huh. the, in the next 72 hours, it wouldn't surprise me if they got behind in one of these games, like a decent amount, which we've seen with the Astros a lot. Um, maybe we see position player pitch in the World Series? Wow. You, no. Somehow. If they get down six, seven runs – it wouldn't surprise me if they're like, you know what, let's chalk this one up, let's go to game five or whatever, whenever it happens. I know it sounds ridiculous, but they're so short on pitching, it could happen. That's a great one. That's a great one. I mean, they are just – they're screwed right now without Charlie Morton. They haven't had time to figure this out. The Astros already played a series without uh, their ace, Lance McCullers, and so they've kind of figured out exactly what they need from their, their three starters. Um, so it's real. it's really interesting stuff for me. It's something I brought up earlier on this show, which was what the Astros were going to do once they lost the designated hitter. Michael Brantley is swinging. Jordan Alvarez was the ALCS MVP and provides such pop from the left side. So they have decided to punt on defense and go with Alvarez in left Kyle Tucker in center and Michael Brantley in right. And we've already seen what, misplays can do like the Braves were terrible defensively in game two they kicked it all around they took what looked like somewhat of a benign inning for Max Freed and it blew up in their face if something goes wrong here Dusty is going to have to be held accountable now he's factored out this whole thing in the equation and says listen with my pitcher hitting I need both those big time bats but did you did you read this stat about Kyle Tucker he's only played five games in center that is the fewest of any center fielder in World Series history since at least World War II. That's the least amount of experience. So now you're moving a guy from right to center. You're moving a guy 
from left to right, who has played right in his career in Michael Brantley, but it's been a long time since he's done it on a consistent basis. And you're taking Jordan Alvarez out of the DH spot and putting him in left field where you know he's not great. So really, you're taking three guys out of position. I think they have to do it, though. I understand there is, you know, there's a few things you need to worry about, and Dusty might have to answer those questions after the game if something does happen. But I think he can rest easy knowing this is this is the right choice. You put your bangers in the lineup, and if you need to get them out late in the game for defense, get them out late in the game for defense. But you want to have your Don up there as much as possible at the plate. You want Michael Brantley up there as much as possible at the plate. And Tucker – May not be the best out there in center field, but I think he can do it decently enough where he's not going to have the big mistake, I hope. Uh, but I think, like I said, this is the right decision. You have to go with this. It's risky. I mean, I understand why he's doing it. I'm not sitting here being like, what are you, an idiot? But I said it earlier. I said this is not fantasy baseball where you can just plug guys in a lineup and hope it goes okay. Those are still human beings that aren't used to certain angles, that aren't used to, you know, maybe doing relays a certain way. Things change on you, man, in the outfield quick. It doesn't feel like it goes that way. I'm just telling you, don't be surprised if there's a misplay tonight in the Houston outfield and all of a sudden we're looking at this. And if it's a close game, which we haven't had so far, this might be what we're talking about on tomorrow's show. It's possible. You're right. 100% it's possible. Okay. All right. Uh, you already touched a little bit on Garcia, but I want to focus on him because his first two starts – in the divisional series, and then the first one against Boston in the ALCS were just tragic. He threw combined less than four innings, and then he threw that gem in the capper in game six. Which dancing machine do you expect to see tonight? I think we're going to see something in the middle there. Uh, the last game when he was dominant, the one thing that we all noticed was his uptick in velo. Mm-hmm. and he kind of had some more rest in between starts and got that velo. Same thing's happening this time, so I think the velo will be there. But he he throws five pitches, and uh, like basically all of them were working in that last start. You, you don't expect that to happen again. It just doesn't work that way. Maybe he has two pitches working. Maybe he has three. I think he'll be pretty good, but as dominant as he was, that doesn't come around um, that often. So – like I said, I think we'll see some velo, but maybe he won't be as perfect with his off-speed pitches because that game, he was presenting them as strikes and they were just falling out of the strike zone. And guys were – it was nasty. Mm-hmm. Expect someone to do that again. But if he does, you come out early in the game and you see him uh, dotting his fastball up with the velo and also um, having control of his off-speed pitches, then it's going to be a long night for Atlanta. Let me ask you a question. If you're a Braves player and you haven't seen this guy, how annoying is his windup that he does – where literally, it looks like he is he's doing an old-time, like, waltz dance. Go look it up on YouTube. That's what it looks like. It, it's There's definitely an added wrinkle with that, you know. And if you're a guy that, you know, maybe has a, a bigger leg kick or some, some sort of tiny mechanism that you rely on, it could mess you up. Uh, but if you're a guy that's more quiet, it won't mess you up as much. So it's another thing to look out for, you know. But I think uh, – like I said, it's it's something. It's not, in my mind, a big deal, but you, you think about it at least. Okay. Uh, I expect to see somebody in the middle of the two Luis Garcias. I just don't expect him to be as dominant as he was. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, it'll be fascinating. I also want to see him at the dish. I want to see if he moves around uh, at the plate as much as he does on the mound. Could you imagine if like, he had to do all his, all his dance steps in the batter's box? and his way to actually swinging the bat. 
He might, and then this is something we got to point out. This this might be the last time we ever see pitchers hitting. I know. Ever. I know. Soak it in, people. Soak it in, because it might. Uh, this might be it. I, I I have to tell you this. I'm all for the DH. I love watching better, you know, better players hit than pitchers. But to me, it is fascinating come playoff time, the decisions that the National League managers and then both managers have to make when the series is in the National League Park or the World Series. There's so much. That we already talked about it, one with Dusty here. He would just have to pencil both those guys in the lineup. If there's a DH, it's not a problem. Here he's got to figure out, do I risk it? We remember what happened with Walker Bueller in game six in the NLCS. Dave Roberts was trying to get him through one more inning because he was the second hitter the next inning. Mm -hmm. That wouldn't have happened if there was a DH. He would have pulled him right there instead of letting him face Rosario. That's the one thing I'm going to miss about pitchers hitting. I'm not going to miss it at all. It is – I've always said that, you know, and the numbers, I don't know if they back this up at all. They probably don't. But the National League team in a World Series has the advantage just because of that reason. You have American League pitchers trying to do things that they're not used to doing. I know overall position, the pitcher hitting position just stinks anyway, so it doesn't write games as much. But I, I, you gotta, you got to believe that if you have a bunt situation, a National League pitcher is more apt to getting it down than an American League pitcher who's barely handled a bat the entire season. And think about this. We talk about the length of Houston's lineup, how much shorter it gets at the back end, not only with the pitcher, but Martin Maldonado, is just he just hasn't hit in the playoffs. I know he got a hit last game, but – for the most part, he has been an automatic out. So if you know if you don't get it done with your first seven hitters, you're going out out. Presumably, that's tough. It changes things. Yeah, but they still have like who's who's hitting seven for them? Guriel, like the batting champ. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no. I listen. I get it, but you understand what I'm yeah. saying. It, it takes a batter. It takes a whole batter away from them, and you know, obviously. Yeah. All right, guys, uh, before we continue on, I want to remind people right now, even though we haven't even hit Halloween, that Christmas is only 57 days away. Let me repeat that. That is 57 days. And Dugout Mugs is actually here staying on top of all your orders for shopping and everything you need with a couple of days of placing an order. So you want to do that now because you want to do your holiday shopping. Because if you don't do it, you're going to have to rely on all these shipping companies like a FedEx or the Postal Service to get it done. And that's not always a good thing because they're already experiencing massive, massive delays. In fact, we had a buddy who sent us one of the brand new metal mugs out there via FedEx. It was supposed to take two days. You know how long it took? Hmm. A week. What? It took a week. All right. So don't get behind the eight ball. Do your ordering now because the shipping world is flat out crazy. So... Think of all your baseball fans that you want to do your holiday shopping for via Dugout Mugs and start ordering. So you go to DugoutMugs.com, use the code word JOHNBOY, you're going to get 35% off. 35% off, which is better than any sort of Black Friday deal you would get. And you'd still have to wait another three and a half weeks to uh, utilize that after Thanksgiving. So you don't want to strike out this holiday season. Go get all your great stuff. You can get the stuff where it's engraved on this. We've got the wine up. You know, you got the bottle opener. You got the little knob shots that make the really cool ploof sounds like. Yeah. You got all sorts of stuff. The metal ones, the inked mugs we were showing you when we were doing the watch parties. So once again, dugoutmugs.com, code word John Boy for 35% off. Go do your thing today. Order it up so you're not sweating it out. 
I got something to say about dugout mugs. Uh, a couple of the guys that work there that started the company think that they can strike me out. I'm going to just put this out of there on wow. so everyone knows. You dudes, let me get your names again. Hold on. That's blasphemous. Uh, Randall and Nate from Dugout Mugs. I will drop it on you. I will take a Dugout Mug up there and drop it on you. I don't even need a full bet. Let's go, Ploofy. Another, another great reason to order a Dugout Mug. All right, let's move on. Which player is going to light up the World Series now that it moved to Atlanta? It could be a guy who's struggling. It could be a, a guy who's already swinging it. Who's going to who's gonna grab center stage? I think it's going to be Freddie Freeman. It's like, it's isn't that like, it just seems like it's going to happen. Atlanta bringing, you know, the World Series in the new stadium. Like, he's the guy. He's still hasn't figured out the extension, right? So, like, it's just... Everything is lining up for Freddie to do it. And, you know, in my mind, I'm like, oh, Freddie's kind of been quiet this postseason. But if you look at his numbers, he's actually had a really, really good postseason. Three homers. He's got like a nine-something OPS. So he's he's been doing it. Mm -hmm. Getting on base. I think we're going to see something from him big uh, in the next three games, whether it's a big homer at a big spot or just a, a game where he takes it over. Freddie's too good. It's It's like his moment, man. This is his team. It's his moment. He's going to shine. You're close in the Braves lineup. It's a guy who just hasn't gotten it done a ton. Ozzy Albies. Now, he's hitting just fine. He's actually hitting pretty close to 300 in the playoffs, but he hasn't had his usual pop. He's had only three extra base hits, all doubles, in 50 playoff at-bats. This is a guy that had 30 bombs during the season. This is a guy that had 106 ribs, which was tied for third in the National League. Switch hitter, has got the swag working, loves to fire up the crowd when he's out there doing his thing on the bases. So I would expect a little more pop out of Ozzy Albies. You know, I think that he's going to deliver some sort of big shot uh, and not just little opposite field singles because, you know, in the World Series, we saw him kind of check his swing and the ball just kind of bounced down the third baseline, which is cute. Getting on bases, you know, John Smoltz says it all the time. If you just get on first, that's a rally in the playoffs for a pitcher having to face that. I want to see him line one in the gap, maybe even over the wall. Throw the helmet off and yes, go. Yeah. Let me say this, Chris. This could happen. This could be Ozzy. This could be Freddie, and they could join together and make playoff magic. I didn't know we were going to be discussing that in class today. <laughs> All right. I see it happening. Okay. You're giving us a different way to watch baseball tonight. Just another example of why, you know, your knob shot is versatile. Great call. Let's step away from the World Series momentarily for some huge managerial news. Yesterday afternoon, the baseball world was shook when Bob Melvin, it was announced, or at least being reported, that he is leaving Oakland after more than a decade to lead the San Diego Padres, signing a three-year deal with them. Uh Will this have more of an impact on the Padres or the A's? Uh, oh, shoot. <laughs> but it's going to have a huge impact on both. It's a better impact for the Padres. I kind of want to talk about that side. I think the A's are about to be like – I think a huge sell-off is coming, and A's fans know like winter's here. Dallas Braden went on IG Live last night and was basically crying because he knows that there's some bad times ahead – uh, in Oakland. So let's talk about the Padres and what they get with Bo Mel. He's basically, 
you know, everything that they wanted in a manager. He has the experience. He's well-respected, um, you know, has led teams to the postseason. And that's the thing I think about him that um, really matters the most is he's going to go over there and he's already, I don't know, is there a more respected manager in baseball right now? Like he's top, he's I mean, top. He's up there. Yeah, yeah, he's one of them. You know, obviously Terry Francona is extremely, you know, I, but I mean. They're, they're on the same level, you know. Yep. So he's, my point is he's going to go over there, and there's some big names over there. There's some big money over there. He's going to go over there, and they're already going to respect him from word of mouth and what they've heard about him. And then he's going to get spring training and the way Bowmel communicates. And, you know, he so, has such a calming presence that they're going to actually, like, grow to truly respect him as a man. He, he, he just demands that. And I think, uh, like I said, we listed all those names of potential managers for the Padres, you know, the Ron Washingtons. Uh-huh. I think Bowmel's probably the best fit. And we didn't even think about him because we didn't know he was available. Right. But he's better there than anybody else. He, like, actually fits the city of San Diego very, very well. I think it's a, I think it's a home run for them. I wanted them to talk to Wash in part because I didn't think that this could happen, right? We all thought, well, Bob Melvin's under contract. They're not even asking for compensation, the Oakland A's. They just want to get out. He was get, getting paid, I think, right around $4 million a year. So the A's were saying, okay, big picture, and I know it's, it's painful to talk about this. I feel for you, A's fans. We don't know about the whole stadium issue moving forward. Now you're losing your manager who's top-notch in Bob Melvin. They're not asking for compensation, which means they just didn't want to pay him. So what does that mean? Are either of the mats going to be there? You know, I mean, got, GMs are picking up the phone today, right now, and calling the Oakland A's and saying, who else do you want to get rid of? You know, does that mean that Chris Bassett's on the move? Does it mean that Sean Manaya is on the move? There's so many questions. If I'm an Oakland A's fan today, and none of them are good questions. They're difficult questions to have to ask, and I feel terribly for that organization and that fan base and the guys out there who have really put together a great run over the last few seasons. Do you think it has something to do with them just realizing, look, the Astros still have a very good core, a controllable core, even if they don't bring Correa back. So they're pretty much not going anywhere. It's a new era there. They've already rebuilt. If you- You're punting on the season because somebody else is good in your division? You saw, Listen, then you have the Mariners, who looked really good this year. Then you have wow. the Angels, who look – this is the way they think, Chris. This is the way they think. They're saying it's time. It's going to be too competitive. Let's go sell our pieces that are about to start making some real dough. This is what they do in Oakland. They're starting to I make – let's, let's get out. It's already going to be too tough of a, a division to compete in. Let's go get our guys, come back in well, however long, three years, four years. Well, we ready. If that's your thinking, and it really hasn't been their thinking over the last decade because every time they've seemingly punted on a season, they've been in contention. They, it, it just does. They don't, they, don't, they don't tear it down to the studs and assume they're going to go 60 and 102. That's not what they do out there. So unless they feel great about their drafting that they've done the last few years, their player development in the minors, and most importantly, their scouting ability to scout other teams, because that is a fast way to rebuild your team. If you're going to get rid of some big names like we both presumably think they're going to do, then you damn well better get really good talent back. You better hit on a few big-time guys. And that's what they're going to have to do here. 
of course they believe in that side of their of their business dude like that's what they're built on they they 100 percent believe dave and billy believe they can go out there and they can draft and they can scout better than anybody so mm -hmm. i'm not saying that they're going to have a long rebuild but i think this this bowmel news signals like it's they're going to get rid of a lot of people i right. really believe that they're looking around the division they're saying this is the time for us to go do it and final the final point do we think that this allows Ron Washington to come back to Oakland where he's, you know, it's possible. 100% it's possible. He's going to, he's going to, I mean, however many jobs are open, he's going to have, he's going to get to interview for. Okay. Yeah. All right. I hope he gets a shot. I hope he gets a shot. All right. Last one here. Uh, Donald Trump uh, supposedly is going to make an appearance in Atlanta at game four. Which president throughout history, if you could, we're talking either alive or if you had to teleport yourself back to a certain time. Which president would you most like to have met? I think I'm going to go with uh, old Teddy, Theodore Roosevelt. Um, he Did was you named your son after him? Sort of. Him and w Williams. You know, I thought there were some good men named uh, Theodore, so we went there. Okay. You know, I've, one of my favorite books is called The River of a Doubt. And it follows Roosevelt, like after his presidency, going down to the Amazon and like going through this crazy uh, experience, um, just basically exploring. Mm. He was a big outdoorsman, like big, uh, was it, what's the word? Conservationist? Conservationist. Sure. Boom. So yeah, I would, uh, me and Teddy would hang out. He seems like a guy who want to have a beer with me and play catch. So that's like kind of right up my alley. Okay. I narrowed it down to two, and I know we. I usually yell at you if you make two choices, but I thought that maybe this was appropriate. One is John F. Kennedy for several reasons. Well, you just go the out. Other one, Artie, what? Yeah, I think I'd like to see how the White House was really back at that time. I think it'd be kind of fun. Uh, number two is Benjamin Harrison. People don't know a lot about our 23rd president. All I can tell you is this, is that we went to the same university, Miami University. So, uh, you know, we could talk about the, the glory days back in Oxford. Unbelievable. I don't know. No, I thought it'd be interesting. Did, did, any pres did any presidents go to Crespi? Yeah, uh, Brody Van Wagner. he went to Crespi, president of something right now. Former GM of the Mets. Uh, hey, listen, I have a question for you. I know you you usually ask the questions. Yeah. Flipping it right here. Mm -hmm. Give me the weather update in Atlanta. We need it. You know what? I did not. Oh my gosh. I didn't. I didn't check the weather in Atlanta, but I thought it was supposed to be okay. It's raining there. Everyone's in the chat saying it's going to rain all day. I figured you'd be on top of this. That's why. I, no. All question. I was, you know what? I was busy traveling yesterday, so I was checking our flight pattern weather yesterday. It was a little rocky over the Rockies, but other than that, it was an excellent flight. Um, I apologize for having not checked in Atlanta. That's a big problem. It does rain. Having lived there for three years, think it can be a bitch, the weather. Think about this. Say mm -hmm. it goes out there, and they start the game. Mm -hmm. Rain delay. See you later, Ion. That changes everything. Changes the way they approach five, Ion will probably go to five. I mean, uh -huh. be thrown off if rain comes today and they start the game and have to postpone. It's going to be wild. So I'm just checking well, to see. I don't, 
I don't think they start and stop games. I think they just – I think they know if there's weather patterns coming, they're going to push. It's, it's the biggest nightmare scenario that baseball always has, dating back to 2008 when they had that nightmare in Philadelphia where they stopped the game and then they restarted the game in the sixth inning. Remember, they were playing in a downpour. It was like a lake in the infield. It was horrible between the Rays and the Phillies. So they don't ever want to get to that sort of position. What you have to start thinking about is because the teams are so close in proximity is them losing a travel day and what that does to each team's pitching moving forward if we have to get to a game six. That's something you'll want to think about and get your – yeah, this is not looking good at all. <laughs> I just this just, is not looking good. I don't know what just happened. Well, I went and checked my hour by hour weather app, and it it doesn't even clear up until after eleven o'clock tonight. So you think we're bang tonight? I think we're in trouble tonight. You know what? Let's play two tomorrow. Let's just go for it. Let's let's set a trend. How great would that be? Two seven inning World Series doubleheaders. What would they do then? So this Monday is a travel day, so they would just we would just stay in Atlanta for Monday, and they, oh my gosh, it would be five straight days of baseball, possibly. That's what I told you. That's so bad for Atlanta. That's so bad for Atlanta. Well, that's if we get to a game six. Somebody's got to win. We got. Let's start with just peace. Everybody, just calm down. Calm down. All right, who wins tonight? Quickly. I don't know, man. It's, it's the toughest series to predict in forever. I'm going to say Ion does it. He's been really, really good, I think, at home. Uh, and the fact that none of these guys – I think the only guy that's seen a pitch from him is Marwin Gonzalez. I think uh -huh. it's to his advantage. Um, but you can say the same about Lu Luis Garcia. Right. I'm going to – I got I, – the Braves got to win for my prediction to come true, so I'm going to go Braves tonight. I think the Braves win as well. I think the Braves win. I think we'll have a 2-1 series for Atlanta heading into tomorrow. But I think Mother Nature might win. I was 1-0 on my prediction. Remember earlier this playoffs, I said the game was going to be banged in Chicago between the White Sox and the Astros, and it was. I think that's what happens. Sorry, weather dork. Oops. My bad. Um, what do you have coming up on John Boy? We are not doing an episode of Talking Baseball today. Uh, since we already previewed it yesterday, we'll be back uh, tomorrow, tomorrow morning. Okay. Be here and then talking baseball. Excellent. Uh, latest episode of the Rose Rotation, since you don't have to listen to baseball, uh, to talking baseball today, you can listen to this. And may I suggest it? Former teammates were reunited. Uh, Stephen Brault, Tyler Glass now, and it was better than you could even have dreamt. It was so funny with those two going back and forth. Some of the stories they're telling – just the directions we went. We did talk about the World Series, what's going on there. Brault is a huge baseball fan, so he's just consuming every little bit. Um, and, it, I mean, there's just so many funny things. We, you know, we, we cut up these little promos, and uh, Rob Scirocco, our producer, editor extraordinaire, he and I were – usually, usually we pick, like, three or four things that we wanted to cut down and, and send out. We are like, there's, like, 10 or 11 <laughs> funny things. That's in this one. Guys are great. I like them a lot. Yeah, they're it's really well worth it. It's probably 40, 45 minutes tops. Uh, it's really, really good. It's fun. Just do it while you're working out. You'll be laughing your ass off. It's great. Love it. It's great. All right, so we're back at this again at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific tomorrow. We're here. All right, brother.
I'll see you then. Everybody have a wonderful day. Enjoy the Rose Rotation. Enjoy everything else that John Boy Media has to consume. And don't forget, 57 shopping days till Christmas. Go to dugoutmugs.com. Use the code word John Boy. Get 35% off your order. And make sure you order it for all your family and friends that you want to now so you don't get caught in this travel mess where people are going to be sending you shit late and it gets here in like 2023. Don't want that to happen to you. Have a great day. Enjoy Game 3 of the World Series. Please, weather gods, help us out. See you soon. Peace.